How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Here on the Overnight Crowd, we know we love to talk footy. We know we love to talk cricket. But another big national love started off over the weekend. It is super netball season. And I don't know about you, but I love a bit of the netty action. And joining us today as a, a newcomer on the Overnight Crowd, making her debut, Sarah Wildy of Edge of the Crowd is joining us to talk all things Super Netball. Sarah, welcome to the Overnight Crowd. Hey, Sam. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to talk some uh, Super Netty with you. Absolutely. Look, it was a, it's been a big build-up. We had the pre-season competition, which I uh, covered here a little bit on the Overnight Crowd. But round one started. It kicked off with Adelaide Thunderbirds, uh, four-point winners over Collingwood, 54-50. to 50. Talk us through how that first game of the round kicked us off. Yeah, it was a super exciting start to the uh, season and I was there live. I'm from Adelaide, so went down and caught that one at Netball SA um, and it was a really great game, actually, really competitive between the two teams. I think the Thunderbirds are really uh, much better placed this season than the Magpies, so no surprise there that they got the win. But we saw Sophie Garbin uh, in her 50th match, which is really exciting. It's also her first for Collingwood, so she played out of goal attack. It's didn't quite work so well, but um, I'm sure that it'll start to gel as the season rolls on. But yeah, big win for the Thunderbirds. But it's really important that they uh, got started off with a win at home for sure. And from looking at the quarter by quarter breakdown, it was just the second quarter that they actually lost by two goals. Uh, the rest, mm-hmm. you know, they, they had a three quarter realistically win over, over Collingwood. So pleasing signs there. Yeah, definitely. And they really uh, exploited the super shot, which was uh I think the key to the win, actually, because they took uh, five super shots, well, they made five super shots, um, and the Collingwood Magpies only made two at the end, and that was really all that clawed the margin back from an eight-goal deficit. So um, I really do think that the teams that are going to exploit that this year are the teams that are going to win the matches. So, yeah, good what start you, for the T-Bet. What do you think of the super shot? Are you a fan? I've, I've grown on It's grown, oh, it's on, grown me. on you. It's yeah. really grown on me. That's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> I love it now. But yeah, it was one of those things that what tournament did it come into first? It was that um like the far really super fast netty. But yeah, fast fast five. Yeah. Fast they five, had that's um, it. like three points, yeah. two points and one point. That's right. Yeah. Which I was I was a big fan of that actually. So it's kinda of interesting they sort of compromised and, and came up with this. Now I went and saw live Adelaide Thunderbirds play a couple of years ago when I was living in Adelaide, Sarah. And yeah. I went in with the assumption that their theme song would be Thunderbirds Ago, and and it's not. And I walked away going, "Is it? Did it used to be? Is this a marketing fail? How come this song is not the song that I'm hearing?" Oh, I don't know. They switch it up every week. I reckon. Ah, I, I, I it. actually haven't been in a couple of um years to the Thunderbirds, so it was it was a bit of a different vibe from a few years ago. But um, they're definitely playing on the younger crowd and getting uh, a lot of young girls out there on the Saturday night because after they've finished playing on the Saturday, they can get down there. And I, th- I think they're sort of, yeah, going for the younger market. <laughs> fair, fair cool. The other cool thing they had was the <laughs> yeah. um, Fruchok um, character was, was oh, yeah. <laughs> rolling around the court. And that's there's nothing more Adelaide than Fruchok. So that always made uh, me giggle when that came out. Yeah, nothing more Adelaide than Fruchok, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> uh, we move along to the second game of the round on the Saturday. It was... The Sydney Clash, Giants and Swifts, uh, and the Giants, they got up, but only just by two, 57 to 55. 
Yeah, this is a little bit of a surprise. Um, well, we at least thought uh, last week we were sort of tipping the Swifts to kick the season off, uh, kick their title defence off with a win. But uh, the Giants really came out and surprised them. Um, and it was really the first quarter where they sort of jumped the Swifts and the Swifts had to respond. And it was, yeah, a little bit tough for them. They they did claw back the margin in the second and third quarters and sort of were about the mark and then unfortunately had grown a bit of a, a margin out and also lost their goal shooter who went down, Sam Wallace. And I think that sort of rattled them, but then they rallied the troops and then they sort of came back, but not quite enough. And yeah, two points in the end, pretty close. Yeah. So Sam Wallace, uh, the reports were ACL. Has that been confirmed? Yeah, that was oh, unfortunately no confirmed on Sunday from the Swift. So yeah, real, really disappointing for the Swift and really sad for Sam that she'll miss the season uh, to rehab that one. And it, it leaves a massive hole for the Swiss, though, and I just don't know how they're going to fill it. We'll talk a bit about bench depth a little bit later as well because it's going to be crucial, yeah. not only injuries, but obviously in a COVID-plagued world these days. But for the Giants, uh, they must have been pleased. Really that second quarter where they outscored, it was 20 to 15, sort of got them that lead heading heading throughout the rest of the game. Yeah, I really love the uh, combination in their circle, Hutton and um, Dwyer. They've really come a long way from the start of last season when they sort of were thrown together in the second game of the year. Um, and I just I just love the way they play. Uh, I think their defence did really well as well. I was a little bit surprised seeing Chilly McDonald thrive in that, that first full-time goalkeeper gig that she sort of had to take on with the uh, loss of Sam Pullman, who retired at the end of last year. And I, I thought that... Uh, Sam Wallace is obviously a great player and we're going to speak so much about the hole she leaves, but Tilly had a number on her the whole night. It was really dominant performance from her. Such a young player and a ball of energy, but she, she sort of kept herself composed enough to, to be quite successful against Sam, which was really exciting to see for the Giants. Absolutely. And Sarah, while we pause for a second here between the Saturday games and the Sunday games, let's get to know you a little bit better. But yeah, where does your love of netball come from and, and the fact that you're now writing regularly about Super Netty. Yeah, I, I'm a netball lover from the very beginning. I started playing netball when I was six or seven yep. uh, and just grew to love the game. And I think having the Thunderbirds here in Adelaide and having uh, Premier League netball on a Friday night, I just sort of, <laughs> mum used to take me down there <laughs> all the time. And oh, good. <laughs> I think we lived there over the weekend and watched as much netball as we possibly could. Um, and yeah, played myself and then, Sort of got into some net writing as I studied sports journalism, and uh, that led me to the edge of the crowd this year. And we are also, I also host the uh, netball podcast that we are, um, have at the edge of the crowd, and that's called Over a Third. So I get to host that one weekly, and it's it's just really a lot of fun to chat with Eddie and Aussie Diamonds. Um, yeah, every week. What position did you tend to play? <laughs> I was a shooter. Oh, shooter, the glory I, hunter. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it has a lot of labels attached to it. But, yeah, but I have to claim myself as a shooter, unfortunately. That's awesome. When I was young, I was a centre or wing attack uh, before my knees got destroyed, unfortunately. But, yeah, used yeah. To, used to love it. So, uh, okay, let's get, let's keep rolling on. We're going to the Sunday game now. It was Firebirds versus the Vixens. Interesting storylines out of this one with where both teams mm. came into a place from last year and the Vixens – Big upset, seventy to sixty-five. You say upset, but I think I think that 
honestly, the Firebirds at home gave them a really good run, but I yeah. do think the Vixens are possibly the team to beat this year. They, they have it. really recovered from their wooden spooner position last year. Um, I think last year was a little bit of a, a year to forget for them, but it was really great. So, as you say, so many storylines to come out of this one. It was a five-goal win for the Vixens, but... We had Janelle Wallen make her mm-hmm. official debut in the league uh, at goal shooter for the Firebirds. We had Aust- uh, Kira Austin return for from her ACL and at a new club as well, the Vixens. Um, we also had Summerson, Rani Summerson back at the Vixens. Um, she played a couple of games last year, but is a full-time player this year. And yeah, goodness me, it was a really fun game to watch. Pretty close for the first half, but then, yeah, the Vixens really did run away with it. And both teams, their goal percentage was pretty impressive. 96% for the Firebirds, but just from less shots and 93% from the Vixens. So they're all pretty dead-eye. Yeah, awesome. I I mean, when we speak about Janelle Wollum and Rani Mm -hmm. Samerson, both of them, like it's no surprise that they're shooting at 100% or very close to, I think, Janelle was just off. But it was, yeah, so impressive to watch. They just turn and shoot from wherever they are, whether it's a two-point super shot or whether they're just turning from long range for fun in the middle of a quarter. Like, they just they just turn, shoot, and pretty much always go through the ring. Um, it's, yeah, incredibly impressive to watch. Well, if we speak yeah, about people be- that are incredible at just finding the net, I think this next game, West Coast Fever versus oh. the Lightning, is there anyone better than Fowler? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> simple answer, no. <laughs> she is, yeah, simple answer is no. She's been the best player in the league for the past four years and there's, there's literally no surprise that she will possibly do it again this year. Um, she, Yeah, she's an incredible player to watch. And I thought the way they found her in the ring uh, in the first game of the round, uh, the first game of the year, um, was quite good. Like they haven't lost touch at all. Um, they had a very interrupted preseason with her. Like they didn't have a lot of time to prepare. but it's just so impressive. They just chuck it up and she just grabs it down and puts it up through the ring as well. So yeah, she's just so dominant. I don't know how anyone's going to be the favorite this year. She is incredible. Um, I am based on the West coast. So definitely a fever supporter since I moved over here and yeah. ever since Fowler <laughs> came along. Yeah. I'm big. I am big on that bandwagon. Absolutely. Uh, there was another interesting part though that I saw come out across the super netball social media the Lightning at one point, I think their score was credited as 62. Then they reviewed it and came back and said, we've reviewed it, and they're 63. What even happened there? I yeah. don't even know how you lose count like that. <laughs> then maybe they had me scoring and I got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon what must have happened is a super shot got counted as one when it was actually two or something like that. Gotcha. It has to be, they have to have gone back and found something like that because how do you miss an entire goal? Yeah, I would love to know who it was sitting in the yeah. stands probably who had their own scorebook and was like, this is wrong. They've wrong. They've missed it. I'm going to have to report it. So I love all that sort of stuff. So there's always someone who loves to take score in a game when they go to the game. Yeah, so, um, absolutely. I, has their little scorebook out. Yeah, one thing I did forget to ask you about when we were talking about the Firebirds actually was uh, I saw that Greta, uh, her layup was back, which is one of the coolest things I see oh. when you watch netball. Um, I just love that she's individual and she does it and – I loved that it was back. Oh, she that can come back every week. She can pull <laughs> that one out as much as she likes. It's just it, it's so unusual to see. We're like we haven't seen it in so long in netball because it's obviously not basketball. Um, and yeah. then she just brings it back and she just she just pulls it out when she feels like it and just casually. Um, no one ever expects it, and yeah, she she can ruin oppositions with that, but. 
She is a little bit doesn't pull it out every week, but no. I'd love to see it more. Yeah, it's she's amazing. In, she's inconsistent with it, and, and and when she uses it, when she doesn't. So yeah, I'm a fan as well. I think maybe we need to create a sign and just remind her that we're all for it. Just remind her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we we wrap up, I'll get you to just give us your thoughts on the fact that um, the bench depth. We're seeing this across every code mm. in Australia at the moment. Bench depth and sort of outside of your squad depth is really going to be crucial throughout the season. Injuries are one thing, but the fact that uh, we saw across round one some of the health and safety protocols bite in for some of the teams. Yep, and we saw saw it late as well. Both Sydney teams lost a player hours before the game on Saturday. Um, and, and we had a coach out as well, Magpies coach Nicole Richardson. She was out with COVID protocols. So it is definitely going to impact teams this year. And as you say, we've seen it in many other sporting leagues, but Super Neville teams, they've got a squad of 10 and then they've got five, up to five or six training partners. Now, training partner depth at some teams is much stronger than others. So someone like the Fever have recruited Chelsea Pittman. Mm-hmm. who putting her in, she's, she's so experienced, like she's just going to run her own game. And we saw that in Team Girls Cup. But at a club like the Swift and the Giants, who have lost a few of their bench players and to have elevated some training partners from last year, they don't quite have the same depth. So it is going to be really interesting to see how teams can sort of cover losses like that, whether they just don't rotate their bench as much. But we saw on the weekend, all the teams really did use their bench players where possible. So it's going to leave some, some teams a lot weaker some weeks than others. And they have brought in like COVID rules and protocols and, and things that, you know, if there's five players missing, they, a club can request to have the game postponed. But if you're covering two players, but they happen to be two of your best, well, good luck to you. Exactly. <laughs> that's going to be a loss. Well, um, the, team, the teams are so close this year. They it's are. just going to be a matter of who can pull themselves together um, in those tight matches and get wins, it's, even without the players. It seems to be a theme across all Australian sports at the moment. You've got to stay as good luck as you can on the injury front and as good luck as you can on the health and safety yep. protocols as well. Sarah, thank you so much for your time tonight on the Overnight Crowd. Looking forward to chatting with you weekly and a, a big round two coming up across the 2nd and 3rd of April this weekend. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks so much for having me, Jen. Sarah Wildey of The Edge of the Crowd, our netball correspondent, bringing us the action from a big round one of Super Netball. We'll be chatting to her across the netball season, and I'm looking forward to it. More to come in just a moment. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.